Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, a device to make edible spoons, a flashlight that Iron Man would be proud of, and a device that will keep your fridge clean. All that more, so sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey, KT, I'm not in this shot. Where ah, are crap, hey. and a special guest host. Hey, everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the show where we go out and find projects and let you know if we should backtrack or sack them. I am one half of the show, KT Data, and unfortunately tonight, Drew was unable to join us because he has some sick kiddos. So uh, best out to the kiddos and hope they get better, and we hopefully will have Drew back next week. But joining me is a friend of the show and a fellow networker on the KT Data Network, and a guy who I saw all weekend. Uh, Dito, how you doing, man? Oh, God. I'm here with you again? <laughs> Jeez, I know. This is, this is, I can't get rid of you. This is, this is the second time you've actually been on the show. So how how does that feel? You're like a repeat guest. Uh, I think that means you're like permanently stuck as a fill-in host now because you said yes <laughs> twice. Isn't that how it works? Uh, well, you asked, <laughs> and you said yes. No, the first time, first time was during your tweets. <laughs> I just responded to your tweet. This time, you directly asked me. <laughs> <laughs> so which way is the worst way? Then? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> but I'm glad you're here, Drew. Or I'm glad you're here. Oh, filling oh, I am oh. glad you're here <laughs> filling in for Drew. That's what I meant to say. Uh-huh. On there, uh, on the and so, um, before you we kick off into our news, I just want to let you know the reason why I saw Dito all, all weekend long was we were actually at Salt Lake Comic Con's uh, 2016 Fanix Expo experience. Yeah, what? But everybody just calls it Fanix. So make sure you guys check out ktdata.net for our Fanex coverage that we're posting all week long. You can get more Dito and less me. <laughs> I think, are you sure they want that? <laughs> On that. All right. So before we jump into our project tonight, let's talk about some news. So our first news of the night is not really actually news. It is a new crowdfunding site that I found because Kickstarter just bought them. <laughs> so it is a website called Drip. And it, unlike Kickstarter, where it's kind of for a single project, you back once and you're done. Drip is more kind of, of a subscription monthly kind of backing where you can pay like $10 a month and you have access to musicians' backlog or projects, songs that they're creating that month. Um, if, you got, if you're familiar with Patreon, that is uh, kind of more along the lines of there where you're paying monthly for content they create um, on there and... The, the site's almost, you know, this is where you want to find in new independent uh, artists and musicians out there. So Drip is a good place to check. Um, Dito, have you ever backed a project or anything on a more subscription type rather than just a one-off like on Kickstarter or Indiegogo? Yeah, only Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Uh, does, does this sound like something that you may want to try? Um, you know, say you had a, a favorite Japanese musician and they decided to go on Drip. Would that be something you considered that you would monthly give them money instead of just giving them a lump sum one time? It would really depend, but yeah, I would definitely look into it. And if it was something I did enjoy and wanted to see more of or hear more of, yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind paying the monthly subscription. All right. So on to our second piece of news. And I decided to cover this because both Indiegogo and Kickstarter decided to post blogs about it within a relative close time to each other. And that is actually email lists and why you should create an email list or some kind of contact list prior to when you launch. 
um, on their end. So you can actually head on over to both of their websites. Indiegogo has um, a, kind of this lesson where you can actually get it on Google's Primer app. So you download the app onto your phone. And then you can search for the lesson called How Crowdfunding Success Begins with an Email. Um, and on Kickstarter, you can check out on their blog page. It's called Before You Launch, Build a List. So I just wanted to highlight a couple of uh, points that I actually got from both of these articles. Um, one of them is collect email addresses, Twitter handles, phone numbers, and other means of contact information in one single place. There's no point in making a list if you can't find all, your, all the people that you've collected information for. Um, ideas on ways to collect information you host an event make sure you get people's emails or you can like do mini like mini um email ebooks and stuff because you you know have you have you ever been to those sites where like oh enter your email here and you'll get a free ebook that will help you improve your life or something like that um no. before um or like get a free song say you're, you you're a musician and you want to get their information you're like oh if you give me your email i'll let you download a song for free that's how you get it and then you can put them onto your list um i i, I like how um the the way that uh kickstart actually mentions how to treat email lists um the best email list consists of people you have developed a relationship with over time it's helpful to think about your email lists like a layers of an onion you want to start with your strongest relationships and then build out from there because those people who you have the strongest relationships those are probably the guys who are more likely to back your project when you launch or tell people about. Those are your power users, your influencers that you can then spread the word for you. And if you don't have a marketing budget, those people are very key because they will be your spokesman um, out there. And then the uh, third thing that I noticed is was no matter what medium you go with, make sure you're updating it regularly. Because, um, you know, you and I know about if you're running any kind of communication, if you never use it no one's going to pay attention right but oh, yeah. if you constantly update it you you constantly have a conversation and not all your emails are going to be like hey come back my project just be like oh we're getting ready you know just updates on that that goes a long way um i mean with with your cat headphones with with your constant updates and everything that kind of kept you more at ease right when they kind of missed their deadlines yeah i mean um, keeping all the uh, subscribers, uh, customers, and backers uh, kept informed with any delays like that, it actually proved that even after almost two years that it was backed, everyone was pretty okay with the uh, you know game pushback because of delays or because of manufacturing issues. And then when they finally found a, a Brookstone to do it. Um, Everyone's just relieved to hear that it's in production and they would see it within a year. So, yes, uh, keeping everyone informed is a very big key when networking. Yeah. And, you know, they won't forget about you, which is one thing that happens a lot sometimes or sometimes when I'm back in projects, I'll get something in the mail. I'm like, oh, yeah, I backed this. And then you go back and they never sent out emails or anything. They kind of just did their thing. Um, on there so keeping it in the conversation is always helpful so that way even before your project and after your project people will still be talking about you and that's how you you know if people are still talking about you that's a good thing because they're probably talking about you to people that haven't heard about you before and that will bring in more people and along with that if even if they're talking with people who are familiar with you you'll be like oh yeah you know yeah that was great i love how they did this or 
Um, it keeps you in the conversation, which is something that you definitely want to do if you're running a crowdfunding project. Hopefully it's good stuff. But remember, <laughs> being kept informed. Yep. So in our last piece of news, um, before we jump into it, I got to ask you, um, Tito, do you like Triscuits? Sometimes. I don't even want to know why it's a sometimes <laughs> instead of a yes or no answer. <laughs> You know me. <laughs> Anyways, um, this past week, Triscuits actually teamed up with Indiegogo to fu- to fund fi- 55 different artisanal food makers. So that's one of the things that we don't cover a lot on this show, uh, probably because I'd get even more f- fat than I am now, as I already do a food show. If I start backing more food, that just it, it, it's a vicious cycle. Uh, yeah, fatty. Fatty, fat, uh, fat kids. <laughs> on there but um there's a lot of food ones on there and part of the reason i don't want to or we don't feature a lot of them is because i'm like i don't know how it tastes on there even though a lot of them sound like they are amazing on there but triscuits decided to back 55 different campaigns some of them already funded some of them barely started but in total they donated two hundred fifty thousand dollars to 55 different projects on there and indiegogo actually set up a page where you can check out these projects. Some of these projects have not funded yet. Um, they're really close, and some of them have on there. So make sure you guys go check it out and maybe help out a project that um, hasn't yet because Triscuits has uh, already curated these guys, so you know they got to be good, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, because Triscuits. Yeah, Triscuits. Um, uh, so, Tito, how do you feel about these large corporations just jumping in and doing these flash funding type events? Because, I mean, they... They didn't warn anybody that they were doing this before. They just like, hey, here's $250,000. We're going to back 55 different projects. Really just depends. I mean, if it involves your project, why not? You know, it's <laughs> it's like you're having Triscuits backing your actual project. But if it's like not even food related and they're doing it or, you know, like that barbecue one, you know, or sauces for Triscuits, like uh, it kind of works, but doesn't. So, um I would be very skeptical to see what they're trying to do with it or they're just doing it just to, you know, do it for publicity or something. I don't know. I don't know. Or, hey, or weeding out the competition. Hey, if Triscuits wanted to give me $250,000 to produce KitCast, you better believe I'd take it. <laughs> Dude, you'd have Triscuit just plastered all over the site. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be giving out Triscuits left and right too. <laughs> <laughs> well, only if they give you Triscuits. Or would you buy Triscuits and give it out to her? just like I might buy Triscuits? I might use some of that people. money they give us to, to pass out Triscuits to people because I mean, two hundred fifty thousand dollars to produce the kick cast. I can do magical things with that. <laughs> magical. All right, so that is our news of the day, and now we are going to our kick shout section, which oh, wow. is super short shout outs to projects that we couldn't feature in our main pro- as our main projects, but we want to let you guys know about them. Our first one, Dito, you're familiar with because we actually talked to them at FanX over the weekend, and that is the You Again web series. You Again is a web series that follows a toxic and hilarious relationship between two exes. One's a hot mess that gets geek references wrong, and the other is a gamer geek that fails to conquer in real life like he does in his games. Oh, there's also a joint ownership of a goldfish. Um, mentioning these guys because one, there are local projects. You guys know how much I love local Utah projects, and two, I think they're really cool people. Um, and three, it's actually pretty funny. I mean, we only talked to them for about 10 minutes, but they were hilarious. So 
make sure you guys check that out. Our other project was actually sent in by the creator on there, and it's called Don't Mess With Us. It's up to four, four different... It's uh, So it's up to four different types of heroes with four different storylines to come together and save the world from alien invasion. Um, what Don't Mess um, With Us wants to do is actually do a four-issue miniseries with your four different stories all coming together, um, and they're looking to fund volume one and two. So look for them on Kickstarter for Don't Mess With Us, and then for the You Again web series, make sure you go to Indiegogo and search for You Again web series. All right, Dito, time to go into our main projects of the night. <laughs> and our first project, I personally think solves a problem that all of us have, um, is... We got to always do the dishes and there's always tons of dishes um, to do. So what if we reduce being lazy, reduce <laughs> <laughs> you think these shows make themselves? I don't got time to do dishes. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Anyways. So um, I love this. Our first project of the night is called the edible spoon maker. That's right. You can make spoons that are edible. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You, you, you don't know how excited I am. <laughs> so how the, edible, tell. how the edible spoon maker works um, is it's almost like a George Foreman type device where you take any dough you want. So it could be like cookie ooh, cookie dough spoons, any, any kind of dough you want on there. You use their, their uh, spoon cutter to make the shape that you, of the spoon. Then you put it into the edible um, spoon maker device. And then three minutes later... Voila, edible spoon. Voila. Don't you yeah. think this is a great idea? I, I love it. It's like nonstick. You can make four spoons at a time and use any kind of dough. You can use pre-made dough or you can make your own, um, you know, grandma's recipe of her favorite dough and you have edible spoons. Like, Dito, is this not something that you think you need? Because I think I need it. I I think you need to stop being fat. <laughs> We all we all don't get what oh, we want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on! You can make your own spoon. Think about that. Think of the combinations. Like, I I, I love their his idea of like putting peppers into the dough, so like chili peppers. So if you're eating like a soup, so you take a you sip of the soup, you can bite part of the spoon, and then bam, spicy soup. What I'm what I'm thinking here is uh, it's a trap spoon. <laughs> see, you know, see. You can't do that with a regular spoon. You put peppers on a regular spoon, someone's going to notice, right? But this Not is inside the spoon. <laughs> it's, it's a trap spoon. A waffle spoon. Yeah, see, you can use wa- you, you, can, you can make pancake batter. You can use waffle batter. You can use any kind of batter on this. And bam, you got your own spoon made out of it. Isn't that cool? Then you don't have to worry about washing it. You just eat the spoon after. It's missing something, though. What? Are they going to do about bowls? If you're going to, have, if you don't, so you don't wash the silverware, but you still have Bam. bowls. Next idea. See, once the edible spoon maker makes it, they'll make the edible bowl maker. Bam! Edible utensils. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all they need to do is make a fork, spork. What about knife? How are they going to cut? You don't need to cut. Just, just liquid diet. Liquid diet. Use a spoon. You know, you eat soup, right? That's all you eat for the rest of your life. It's soup. <laughs> liquid diet. Yeah, just, just just put it in my veins. Just put it in my veins. It's like, if it's not a soup, you don't eat it. Or like on The Simpsons, how Homer used to make everything in a bar form. 
We can superfly everything. I foresee really bad things happening. Oh, come on. I, I love this idea. You can make four spoons on there, and they're only looking for $5,500, which for a device like this, I don't think that's a lot. I mean, because you can see it's nonstick on both surfaces and comes with European and U.S. plugs, um, and it only takes three minutes. I mean, I'm not the greatest person in the kitchen, but I, I would trust myself to make this. I wouldn't. You may know me a little bit too well. <laughs> I don't trust you around anything that's fire. Any fire-related <laughs> items. I do There's not no trust fire. You. It's just electricity. Same <laughs> thing. <laughs> anything that produces heat, I don't trust you. <laughs> All right. So, Dito, is this a backtrack or sack for you? Oh, I would totally, I would totally track this. Uh, this one's a back for me. I mean, it's such a great idea. You can make your own spoons. I mean, you you have guests over. You just make like thirty spoons, and then you don't have to worry about washing any of them until the bowls come out. Like, until <laughs> no, the bowls come out, I'll back it if the bowls come out, but want, not. You want the, the com- you want the complete tableware set? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, but then you still have to wash all the utensils that cook, made to cook everything. It's nonstick, so you just wipe it. You know, spray with Pam before, and then you just wipe it after. I don't, I don't know where KT doesn't get the fact alone that you know making dough doesn't just appear. No, I buy my dough. <laughs> crack, oh. o- crack open one of those things and <laughs> cookie cutter. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I someone. Have- would someone out there teach Katie how to cook? I have this planned out. So. <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't trust it. I was like, I. I couldn't teach him to cook to save my life. Someone, please. Do you really trust me with sharp objects? Let's. Let's. If you didn't trust me with fire, sharp objects, really? Yeah. All right, so that is the edible spoon maker. So maybe our second project will help illuminate me out of my blindness about cooking so Dito, tell everybody about our second project so um a lot of you are familiar with iron man right you know his repulsors uh like the song axe, i uh, am iron man na, 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 na. i don't know the rest of the song that's all i know yes <laughs> there is all that but how about something that has nothing to actually do with that you know so the repulsor well is- the repulsors aren't those the things on his hands yeah, so it's you know his it's, they're supposed to be uh, flight stabilizers in the you know as you know with uh, Iron Man it was created as a flight stabilizer because you know he can't only fly with his feet anyways, but this one on this Kickstarter project, it's basically putting your car headlights on your hip, which I yes. think is amazing. Yes, yeah, so they are how to put this. It it is a seven thousand. 911 lumens. My projector isn't even that bright. Exactly. (laughs) So it's 8,000 amps with a 12,000 amps. It's okay. Think about it. What is brighter, your car headlights or your hips? Apparently, your hips with this. I, mean, yeah. this is a- <laughs> I love this picture right there they have on their page. Yeah. <laughs> There's a picture of the, a car and its headlights on, and a guy wearing the repulsor. <laughs> yeah, look, look, look at this. Exactly. I mean, the concept is really, really cool. I do like it, like put it on your bike, put it for hiking, um, even medical or. Um, or search, I thought about search and search rescue. And rescue. 
yeah, it's it. I think it's a great idea. It has a lot of applications, but this is way overkill. And are with you a, sure? Oh yeah, this is, I think this is way overkill, and it would have been better if it wasn't like a two-hour battery life on it with an hour charge. I mean, that's good, but it can also and then kind of. Well, they're guess, USB guess, powered, so you could like yeah. bring those USB battery packs. But at the same time, too, it's like for being what uh, twelve thousand milliamps or uh, well, I mean milliamps in this case, but you know, like a twelve thousand milliamp uh, power pack would be good for that one time, you know, because those uh, uh power banks only can get up to what's uh, over three uh, thirty thousand or so now. Uh, let's see, the one I have is I have a hundred four milliamp one. Oh, you do? Oh, okay, because yeah. I I only have that uh, eleven thousand. That we got from a CES a couple of years I, ago. I have a lot of power packs. I, I know you do. <laughs> but I mean, look at that. <laughs> but it do, it can't charge. It can't. It does double as a um, no, as a power bank. It really does do, uh, double as that. So it has it has a great applications for you outdoorsy people, uh, the, the ones who bike everywhere itself. But I just find it. I still find it overkill in just one aspect. If you do use it as a bike light, I have a feeling you would get hit. Why? Because, because it's it just, you just look like another car, right? <laughs> no, the real reason why is because the xenon light. Um, I'm not sure about you guys, but the xenon HID lights are annoying. So having that with and then like pointed straight up at someone's like rearview mirror itself, or that or a car's coming down the way and you just happen to be on the same side as it, it's going to hit you because you're going to blind them. Because those things are, this thing is friggin' bright. It was up to, uh, it has what's, it's saying here, it's like 2,300 feet beam throw. <laughs> 2,300 feet. <laughs> Think about that, guys. You, you're going to be able to blind someone but three blocks away. At least, that's almost that's just as about as far as you can get. Like a was it um, a laser pointer? You know, a red laser pointer would go about the same distance, and you're going to blind somebody with it. Well, okay, probably a whole neighborhood, but cool. I think the idea is really awesome. Just a bit overkill in the production. <laughs> uh, so, is this a backtrack or sack for you? Oh, I would definitely track it. The only thing I wouldn't do is go into an airport with it. <laughs> I, I I love how it's like has that flexible tube design too. So like you can wrap it around your body or just have it fit on different shapes. All I there. think is just like Johnny number five on my hips. <laughs> on there. This, this one's a track for me too because um, I don't go outside when it's dark. Uh, you don't go outside. Yeah. That, yeah way to tell everybody my secret oh oh everyone how many people do we know how many people follow us they know you don't hey, leave hey 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 i was outside i had to if go it, outside to get the fanix um i think and then all, i went back I inside i think all nerds kind of like make that sacrifice to uh, get burnt by the sun you know get b get b12 or sorry a b12 in from the sun in their skin to turn slightly less pasty <laughs> to go and geek out with uh like 75,000 more people like them all right so yeah this one's a track for me too just cuz i don't need the lights on there um all right so for our final project that we're discussing tonight uh 
So, you know, you have a fridge. I have a fridge. You, you ever have that problem where you, you're like, you, you bake like um, jello or something, put it in your fridge, and then when you pull it out, it smells like something else that was in the fridge, like a fish or something that you were storing ready to, like you just cleaned a fish that, and you haven't fried yet. Or, or if you have like bad milk and then it just, you know, milk's gone sour and just makes your whole fridge just go, yeah. Uh, not really, because most of the jello that I make is has disinfectant uh, liquor in it, alcohol. So. I thought you were supposed to do that in the bathtub if we learned anything from Vegas. That must have been that must have been one of those nights. <laughs> jello bathtub. <laughs> we're giving we're giving our audience a really weird <laughs> ideas now of what we do during CES. <laughs> Jello bathtub. Yeah, but like you've had this problem, like especially if you're sharing bathtub. Not a jello bathtub, but like say you're you're sharing fridges, like you know, especially work fridges. Sometimes somebody forgets their lunch in there for a week, and then everything just smells nasty, right? Actually, yeah, uh, we have someone who brought in kimchi, and now the whole fridge smells like kimchi even three weeks later. Yeah, so this project actually may help you in this. It is called the Fridge Mate, and it is actually a following the my rule saying if you ever want to make a kickstarter project just add bluetooth to it this is a smart sterilizer for your fridge it's bluetooth enabled you pair it with your phone um, and it actually sanitizes your refrigerator so what you do is um it what how it does this is it actually generates ozone and what happens is when bacteria which are the things that are causing the smells in your fridge um when you actually when bacteria get exposed to ozone, they have a cell wall around them, so it's kind of like think of bacteria as a sack of stuff. When the ozone reaches their cell walls, which would be the sack, it starts making holes into them, and it causes the bacteria to disintegrate. So that's what's eliminating the odors is you're killing the bacteria in your fridge by ozone, and it actually can monitor it and gives you safe levels of ozone in your fridge. Um, and then it makes your fridge actually smell a little cleaner because. Um, do, do you know that smell of the air after like a thunderstorm and you kind of, it smells a little bit fresh and energized. You, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of people knows that um, after, after a storm smell. Yeah. After, especially a lightning storm that is, you're actually smelling ozone because the lightning, the lightning strike causes ozone to be generated when it's striking. So this is doing a similar thing in your fridge. So setup is pretty easy. All you got to do is pair the device with your phone. Um, tell tell it how big your fridge is so it knows how much ozone to generate um, and then put it in the fridge and it's good to go. It, on one battery charge, it lasts 40 to 45 days and you can just charge it using a micro USB port. Um, and so people know too, there's also another use force that they actually use in the car industry and that's to get the smell smoke out. They use the exact same kind uh, of technology. Dude, I, I like, I literally won't buy a car that a smoker, like if I ever use car and I, I know a smoker owned it, I just, that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I, it's like I get it a couple times. Like I'll get into a couple cars, like moving them around, and like that's on lot. Yeah, it's like I will get it, but it's you know it's not nearly as bad as like I've seen it in other dealers that you get in there self and it's like you know because I'm very sensitive to the smoke, uh, cigarette smell, and oh, but yeah, in this case itself, it's pretty much doing the exact same thing, but miniaturized it for refrigerator use and um, you know more. I'd say more food friendly, you know? Yeah. 
And, and what, what's good about it is it since it has a phone app, you can actually control how it's run and things like that. And it gives you actually updates. So if you're like, oh, I wonder if it's charged or not, you don't have to go open up the fridge and check. You just got to get close enough for your Bluetooth to pair and it will let you know how much battery is there. Um, and it will tell you when it's done cleaning and stuff too so you don't open it accidentally um, during an ozone cycle or something like that. But we're all guilty of just going to the fridge and opening it for no reason. Uh, not when your office is filled with Girl Scout cookies. Um, not that I know from experience. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. Um, so is, is this a backtrack or a sack for you? I definitely tracked this one. Um, I actually put down track, but I think I'm going to change it to the back after I've seen these screenshots of the app and everything. Um, they have it ready to go. It's the size, like the size of it is the size of a can of Coke or, or soda, as some of you guys call it, or pop or soda pop. <laughs> I would only back it if it was more like work wise, you know, if we're at work and I had my own company and everything. So, oh, I definitely back it and put it in my, my company fridges, but you know, I don't generally do oh, dude. stuff if you, at if home. You, if you so. have kids, if you have kids, it's definitely must because you know, oh, like yeah. little Susie is going to leave a sandwich or something in there that you don't know about for weeks. Or the, or like the old baby milk and everything stuff that tends to go sour after like you know three days you may forget in the back and everything and oh yeah i've i have friends with kids and i know what that's like yeah so that is our last project of the and that is the fridge mate so now it is time for our sack of the week and the reason why this is the sack of the week is because of the video i i really wish Drew is here because he he appreciate this video too, um, and for you guys who are listening, I think you'll get the gist of it too um, on there. So we're gonna I'm just gonna play the video for you. I mean, just, <laughs> just, that's, that's all you need to know. <laughs> you have a star field. Sam and Sarah and their hoppy toss on the hopscotch cord. It looks fun. It is fun. Kids everywhere are playing hopscotch, a traditional game that even some of our grandparents played. Hey, what's this? Some folks play hopscotch forever. Hey, Gramps, what's your secret? Of course. The secret is Hoppy Talk, the official hopscotch marker that stays where it can, hits. Can you hear the VHS hiss in this video, too? Yes, See? I can. Kids don't use sticks, rocks, hurts. or bottle caps anymore. They use Hoppy Taws. Bottle caps? I don't know who it is. Just look at Sam and Sarah go. It's fun. It's physical. And you can play it just about anywhere. Indoors or out. Ah, oh, oh, that video, that video. It hurts so bad. Like, and I, like the more I look at it, I like. This seems like they took a new video and then just made it old. Um, on that, but it's like, 
It hurts so bad. I I had to suffer that twice. Yeah, I I mean, like, you know, props for this guy trying to bring back the Hoppy Ta. I mean, it's been the official Hopscotch game marker since 1953. Um, I feel sorry. I I feel more sorry for the fact that they actually bought the license. (laughs) I I was like, I, I don't have any problem with him trying to get these Hoppitas back, but that video was just bad. <laughs> I, I don't even think well, we can express how bad it is in words alone. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I don't know if what, what what would be worse if he actually took a video that was like filmed in like the early '90s, uploaded it to to Kickstarter as as his video, or if he hired somebody to create that to make it look like it was from the '90s. <laughs> I think a bit, a bit of both. Uh, on there, um, I'm just, I'm just still getting over the fact alone. I had to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, on there, like, good mm. luck to this guy. Um, and, and another tip is his product description was that video and this. This project is about raising money to bring Hoppy Top back into production and sales. Um, that's not a good sentence. Hoppita has been out of production since last year and my family, me, my brother, and my son, just bought the mold and trademark and hope to have it out to people everywhere with a little startup from you. If you decide to purchase a Hoppita or just want to see a Hoppita in action, go to hoppitas.com and see a match being played and to see how to draw the court. Um, it's not a, I mean, you're not explaining, so you're just going to remake this on there. That's not really good. Like, would that convince you to to back one with that, or would you would you rather see like them come out with alternate rules, updated graphics, or you know just say, hey, we're taking this and we're taking it to two point You know, take my advice, put Bluetooth into it. I mean, that would make it cooler, like Bluetooth enabled Hoppy Toss, so you can like track your hopscotch games. I mean, they can if they were to market this a little bit better. You know, hoppy ta, and then kind of like put in uh, like a Fitbit type of stuff. You know, like yeah. showing like how much you can, how much exercise you can get from it by hopping around, um, or, or how much, have how like much, light how much calories you can burn. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like put LEDs in itself and make have it make noises and everything. So like that terrible VHS VHS hiss. Um, uh, anything like that. You know, it's like expanding it, uh, opening your mind to new options instead of just saying. Yo, we're gonna take something new, film it in 4K, and then reduce it down to back in the 90s. Uh, I, I just, I just, yeah. It hurts. It hurts, I don't know. and it hurts because it's a Utah project. <laughs> it, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, on there, so um, good luck, Copy Taz. But you are the sack of the week. On there and. That, my friends, brings us to the end of our episode. So if you have any sacks of the weeks you want to let us know about, or if you have a kick shout that you want us to mention, or a regular project you want us to talk about, send it our way at kickcast at ktdata.net, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash kickcast, um, or on Twitter at ktdata for myself, at night20 for Drew, at ahoybaby for Dito. Um, I think you get on Twitter once in a while, right? Yeah, once in a while. Uh, and at KT Data for myself on there. We'll respond to you. Um, and of course, we always love it when people watch live. So 
you can always head over to live.kickcast.net. Our next live recording is in April 12th. Tax day would be shortly after that. So hopefully you have your taxes done by then. Um, on there, And if you have um, wanted to check out any of these projects, just head on over to kickcast.net for our show notes. Um, Dito, you want to plug our FanX coverage? Yeah, so uh, check out our FanX coverage on our YouTube page and um, you see about our... Um boxes our question mark boxes opens um any of our interviews and what we actually thought of fanix yeah um uh, you'll even see the um the interview dito actually had with uh you again on there and uh, yes check and, out you again yeah. they are um the web series sounds really really good uh, it's not out yet but they will be doing screeners um Follow them on all their social media outlets. I don't actually have them right here. KT uh, probably does. Just search for you again web series and they are everywhere um, on that. And so, and make sure you keep following KT.net because we'll have all of that. Um, Dito, thank you so much for filling in for Drew. Um, I, I really appreciate it. And I'm glad that, you know, we're doing things and stuff. Stuff and things. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.